It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time, and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com. Even better is he bought somebody that I love. My real man, I love y'all like my blood brothers. Hate our name was even attached to certain mothers. Open up them doors for the D. Who gon' say I'm lying? If you gon' run off, don't take this bag. This ain't worth dying. Whole brick of Billy Ellis stretch it. I took out a nine. RIP my blood on boys like they still alive. Mama DFI came home. Brody went right back. Made me sad. I just wanted bro to get the bag. State dropped the case. That mean we gotta fight the feds. Even if we down, we gon' make sure we hold up our heads. 70% of my Gotta sleep on max. We can't talk for more than 15 minutes Lest they call me back Gotta use their clothes as a pillow What you know about that? Cold I only hit her once But she came back to back Street took my pops Police gave me back my mama Today I see a little piece It used to be just drama My went from getting suspended To getting indicted Cause they ended up shooting But we started off just fighting I've been through them prisons I've been in them counties I just did a feature Pearled a hundred thousand They gon' speak about these They some like they mamas Used to ignore me Now they like Why we need a condom? Hey, pull up to the store I gotta fuck get a pop With my day What's going on internet, analytic here aka dreams and I would like to welcome you to mine Which I call the Notorious Mass Effect Podcast I am a hip hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of R&B mixed in For episode 49 we're going to be getting into Trippy Red and Playboy Cardi, Mr. Rage T Grizzly, Built for Whatever Epic vs. Apple And ending with J. Cole's interlude but before that make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities if you want to financially support the show click my cash app link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall also make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses now that we got the intro out of the way let's get into Trippy Red and Playboy Cardi miss the rage. I love Trippy Red. <laughs> I can't see a damn thing, fake one. I can't see a damn thing, fake one. Yeah, they like Stevie, they can't see me, they won't beat me, I'm in that guinea, look like zucchini, wanna feed you, it ain't me, she won't please me, cause she need me, I mean me, they like mine, they like me, they like mine, they like me, okay, so as you can tell, we're getting into some of the artists that are more known for their ad-libs than their actual verses. But that's not a bad thing as I'm a huge fan of Trippy Red. Now as far, as far as Playboy Cardi goes, I'm not the biggest fan of Playboy Cardi. But I'm pretty sure when he dropped his last album, Whole Lot of Red I think it was. I don't know. I don't think I had as much of a negative opinion on it as some of the other people. But I did say that I felt like he was getting carried by the beat a lot. Which... 
still I still stand on that today because some of the beats that Playboy Cardi has is really like amazing. Like I don't know who his producer is, but it's very like all the beats are very unique in in the way that he he uh, makes them for Cardi. So it, it's it's interesting. I would I would be interested to see his producer go on like an interview or something and just show how he puts the layers together and ends up coming out with with whatever type of formula he uses because his beats are very like you can tell which one is a playbook cardi type beat than a regular beat so it's uh it's very it's very different let me just say that and and i think that's one of the reasons that drake even did a song with playbook cardi was to steal his uh still his producer for his song what's next i feel like drake only had playbook cardi on dark lanes demo to take his producer and that's my theory and i'm sticking to it <laughs> but anyways trippy red is also a notable artist one of the few artists that made it out of his class uh freshman class double xl because for the most part his double xl freshman class was like really like i don't want to say it was bad but like the people he was surrounded by it, it was uh not up to his standards i like at the time you would think it was but like looking back i'm trying to look up the class but looking back it, it was uh not it, it was not the wave because at first you had trip okay so you had trippy red and then you had see at the time little pump was like the, one of the biggest artists out then you had who else I don't even know some of these names. Is that Black Boy? I don't know who that is. And then you had uh, Stefan Dunn. I think that's Smoke Perp next to Lil Pump. And then you have, and then you have YBN Namir. And we all know what what he's been going through with uh, his his classic album. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But um, and then you have Ski Mask the Slump God. I think. They already say Stefan Dunn. Um. Probably the best looking artist on this if I on this cover if I do say so myself. And then we have oh and then we have JID. So there's JID so the best artist on this list is obviously JID and Trippy Red. As far as which one, it really it really depends on your preference. Do you like lyric lyricism or do you like Trippy Red claims he makes music that lasts a, a lot like a lifetime, but as far as his actual fan base, he he has a case because he's been around and is still improving every every single time he, he drops so this was a very anticipated rap song and because a lot of tiktokers took off with the snippet of the beat and people just start started dropping all type of uh tiktoks to the beat so this was highly anticipated not even with the artist lyrics on it which goes to my point uh once again that playboy cardi sometimes is carried by his producer I don't know who his producer is actually i'm gonna look that up right now because that's like i think that's like the third time i brought up his producer but it's so distinct from from other people like it says here it can't be pierre born it's not right i love how i just look up his his producer i just automatically disagree with what i get i thought it was that was something judah if i'm not mistaken Okay, so um, apparently it may be Pierre Bourne. I don't know. I wish the, the credits was. Hopefully, I don't know if it tells me on this. But anyways, the actual track has a lot of samples in it, and because it's it's a lonesome instrumental, which I don't even know what that means. But the actual definite, but the description of it was it, it says it's reverse synth chords that offers a, a brighter and far more swooning atmosphere and so it, it just adds more to it so obviously they had a sample but as far as the actual beat i don't know how it was constructed it says pierre born is playboy's playboy cardi's uh, producer which that'd be interesting because i know pierre born didn't, didn't he try to rap Anyways, I didn't really have too much to say about this actual track. I just wanted to point out the fact that Playboy Cardi is mostly carried by his producer, even though fans probably 
fans of Playboy Cardi probably don't want to hear that. And Trippy Red is still on the rise, which at first you would have thought he was one of those that was just a one and done. But at this point, it looks like he's here to stay. He's, he's here to stay. And it's, it's very funny because I remember the days of him going back and forth with 6ix9ine. It just looks like it just looked like he was just trying to um clout chase. But at this point, you, you just realize that he's just somebody that stands on his principles. And I think that's one of the main reasons why he's still here today. So let's get into the snippet. Um, I think I'm gonna play a part a part from Trippy. And then I think it's gonna go into Cardi's verse, and then yeah, that's so that's what the snippet is gonna consist of. So here is Trippy Red, Mr. Rage featuring Playboy Cardi. In the lane, in the realm, this track is not out of the norm for their type of music, and I liked it. I, I didn't, I didn't think it was amazing. I don't think it was above average, but as far as the beat goes, the beat was amazing, and I feel like that was above average. As far as the lyrics from Trippy and Playboy Cardi, Trippy's uh, Trippy's verse was was solid. Playboy Cardi's verse was uh below <laughs> below average, but. It, is according to his fan base he probably delivered one of the best verses of of the year so i don't know if, if playboy cardi just speaks a whole different language that his whole fan base knows or if they're just caping for him because at this point i'm just confused on how anybody understands what playboy cardi is saying in any verse that he's put out in the last two years so yeah Click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the Trippy Red? Well, the highly anticipated Trippy Red and Playboy Cardi collab with Mr. Rage. And is it your favorite song of 2021? So now we're going to switch it up and get into T Grizzly built for whatever. Hey. My fans said that I went missing. No, I just been chilling. I had to take all this money. Then you know that I come from eviction. My options used to be limited. Go get killed or get a conviction. Now my options significant. Go get a deal or go independent. I could just cruise or I could start tripping. Throw it in course and show you my engine. I bought a mansion and let people rent it. A big chandelier hanging down from the ceiling. Started back putting my all into it. Cause putting they all into it. And they still got your all influence. Look how y'all all into it. Just paid all my taxes. Writing off all my assets. I ain't even know what that meant. Had to get an accountant and do my finances. What does this mean? If it ain't about my passport, I don't need no to stamp me. I brought my mama a lawyer. That me more than me than a Grammy. We get into it damn near a week, but she get a pass. My she had me. I brought my girl to the D and I let her meet granny. We about to be family. I got my little bro driving because he ain't gonna panic when I go to blasting. They come around when they need us. They get the cash, them gonna vanish. They get what they need and they leave us. They gonna be back when they need us. Won't ask nobody for nothing if you hear me asking. I'm talking to Jesus. So we're going to be getting into T Grizzly built for whatever and the title should already set the tone of how he's coming as the people say whenever a rapper drops something that's very hard it just lets you know that whenever you start off with built for whatever then he's definitely let you know how he, how he's coming and how he's built so uh which yeah T Grizzly no just, okay let me chill <laughs> Uh, but anyways, uh, T Grizzly, can, yeah, he dropped Bill for whatever last, last, not last Friday, but this weekend, uh, right after, well, it, it's the latest drop since his last year's EP, The Smartest. The album both features from Detroit native, of course, Big Sean. Then you have Lil Durk, Young Dolph, 
G Herbo, which G Herbo was actually rapping on beat. So I don't know what it is about G Herbo. G Herbo, I don't know if he got tired of the memes or he got tired of Blueface trying to steal his style, but he, he hopped on beat and he sounded better than ever. So, um, oh, and then T Grizzly has delayed King Von on his album. T Grizzly described this album as a reflection on his life. And also, when I'm looking at this album, I see all these big name features and it seems like he's really trying to go for that, not commercial feel, but some of the beats was really slow on some of the tracks, which I don't think fits T Grizzly at all. But from my perspective, it seems like he's trying to go for that radio hit because he was singing, kind of. I mean, even with the snippet I just played with Eviction, he was singing a little bit. And I don't know if he's really trying to uh, transfer into that mainstream appeal because, like I said, when I was talking about Polo G, which nobody, like that whole segment was funny because a lot of people listen to it, but at the same time, a lot of people disagree with my take, but I guess that's how it goes. <laughs> but T Grizzly was singing, in, in, in my opinion, when you have to go, when you try to go mainstream, you have to switch up your style to fit the the masses like no pun intended no pun intended but actually switching your style to fit people who may not have heard you but make it more make it easier for them to listen to the track by going with the simple formula of chorus verse chorus verse and then having a, a bridge and then the chorus usually that's the mainstream format of a, of a track so with t grizzly singing singing on the chorus well not really like singing singing but like he's trying to and I, I feel like he's really trying to go for that commercial appeal which i mean you if you have all these features like Lil dirt king vaughn ymw ymw melly like i would try to go commercial too with it so definitely not faulting him for that now as far as for the actual album we're gonna get into that right now so this is how many tracks is this album this album is 19 tracks i think it was five or six tracks too long because once i got to the end even the song well okay, i'm not gonna jump ahead too too far but let's just say at the end i felt like it, it kind of fell off a little bit track number one grizzly talk is the intro for built for whatever and t grizzly delivered probably one of the best verses on this album on Grizzly, Grizzly Talk, and that just shows me that he knows how to start off um, a project. So it's kind of whenever I listen to a Meek Mill project, and when he starts off like just going crazy at the beginning, this kind of reminded me of that. As T Grizzly really, well, rarely fails at giving a good intro. So, and then track number two, of course, you have King Von and T Grizzly, so it has to be fire, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's bad. I think it's an average song. I think the hook could have been better, but the verse from T Grizzly and King Von was was definitely a, a solid. So, yeah, I like that track. Just thought it could have been better. Track number three, Built to Last. I thought that track was okay. Not really too complex in my opinion. The verse was great. That's one thing with T Grizzly. The the chorus, his chorus making ability isn't the greatest. But when he gets into his verses, like into the meat of his verses, like he really starts going crazy. Like when he starts talking about his life, like for real, like actual events that you could look up and, and puts into his his verses, that's when you know he's finna go. Well, that's when you know he's going crazy. Then we get into track number four. Now this is when it picked up a little bit for me. It's called In My Feelings featuring Quavo and Young Dolph. Now the actual track is not about them being in their feelings at all <laughs> it's quite the opposite so the track title i thought was pretty clever and the substance of everybody's verses on this track was very uh fitting for the for the title so this was one of my this is one of the snippets i have for the album as this was one of the standout tracks and maybe the best track in my opinion i'm still going back and forth between another track that we're going to get into but it's definitely i think this is the top two track off of the album so here's a snippet from In My Feelings featuring Quavo and Young Dolph. I think I'm just going to play the the Young Dolph verse because, I mean, of course, if I played the whole track, like, can't play the whole track. It's, it's called a snippet for a reason. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to get into T Grizzly a little bit and then Young Dolph verse. Here we go. In My Feelings right now.
Cause we don't do vapes. I don't even smoke, but get this list while I'm smoking today. Enjoy your life, don't throw it away. Cause a nigga like me is gonna smoke you today. In my feelings, in my feelings, in my feelings. In my feelings, in my feelings, in my feelings. Psych, I got that bag, so I'll be alright. I'm putting like I'm a. I'm the import one, broke out the pipe. Psych, my important for life. In my feelings, not in my millions. Coop, no ceiling. Yeah, yeah. First time she seen me, I was in a Porsche, but I in a Bentley. Yeah, yeah. How they young got all of them cars? How they young got all of them bras? He the little that break out the rules. He the little that break out the laws. Took my trap money and said, this and sign myself. It's dope. In that double R with my AR up by myself. Damn, dog, you smashed this to smoke this home, boy. Had to look in the mirror and tell myself, you wrong, boy. 20 rich with me, we the mob. Gangsta, I front you something, come get a job. Hey, gangsta, we don't want just shoot, we gon' get at whoever involved. Gangsta, you rich and I don't like you, I'm getting you rough. In my feelings, in my feelings, in my feelings. So as you heard, the back end, they didn't really have a back and forth, but Young Dolph's verse was definitely solid. Quavo's verse was good. I thought Dolph had the better verse, but at the same time, Quavo definitely delivered. This is one of my favorite tracks off of the album, and I think it has that commercial appeal because the chorus is very smooth, and it also the verses are strong. Like from T Grizzly, Dolph, and Quavo, they definitely all came with it. Then we get into track number five, Careless featuring YNW Melly. Now I don't know how YNW Melly. Well, okay, I don't know how pe- <laughs> I don't know how these artists are getting all these YNW Melly verses. But, uh, I mean, obviously he has verses in a tuck before he went to jail, or these wouldn't have been out. But, like, the clearing process and whoever young YNW Melly signed to, I, I would be interested to, to hear how that works out. Because sometimes when you try to get a person who's in jail to, like, to, not them to clear the verse, but the estate or the actual label, then it's kind of a hard process because sometimes the verse doesn't match the beat, so the verse is kind of off because you have to speed it up to match, speed it up or slow it down to match the beat. And for this, it seemed like it was perfect. Like the way YMW Melly came on the track was just like, it was fitting actually. So that was interesting. Like I'll be interested to see if he just went off of what YMW Melly already had or if he just had a track and just put uh unreleased verse on there like but from what i what i'm hearing from the track i think ymw melly already had a way that he was going and then t grizzly kind of just finished it so which is nothing wrong with that obviously it takes if you're gonna collab on the track then you might as well add some to it track number six white lows off designer featuring Lil dirt wasn't too wasn't wasn't too hot about this track i didn't think this was the I didn't think this was it like I, I don't know like as far as Lil Durk and T Grizzly I feel like they match up a lot with the, the the direction they took with the track I think they slowed the beat down not slowed it too down but like they were singing a lot more than actual rapping and I don't know I just it, it just wasn't for me track number seven mad at us I thought that was an average track honestly track number eight life and life insurance now this is what I was kind of looking for with the Lil Durk T Grizzly track they slow it down but not too much as Lil TJ definitely comes with a verse that was very one of the best featured verses uh on on this album and T Grizzly comes with a type of delivery that's very different from what he what fans are accustomed with him so I'm gonna play the snippet this is the second snippet out of three for for the album and the biggest part of this for me is just not the chemistry but just the way that it is smoothly like it's is you know it's different from t grizzly because he doesn't do this all the time but at the same time with him rapping and singing this is kind of what i was wanting from him to make it more genuine of a and don't make it seem as forced because this track doesn't seem forced at all and so I, now i'm gonna play a snippet from life insurance well it's called life insurance T Grizzly featuring Lil TJ.
up chair when I'm in the field. We have to score, but I be wanting more. I done see opposition on the floor. I done see heaven showers when it pour. I can't say no more, so I'm ignore. I did run up on the game. Bet you that run up on this pole. Bet you he's ever remember going react. No cocking it back and keep it on go. I miss a dummy lotto with the split. I miss a dummy lotto with the toe. Then hand, I been getting checked. Like, fuck all the rest, they know I'm a pro. Ooh, I ain't never did nothing right before. Ooh, I ain't never lived this life before. So as you heard, with the life insurance track, it's definitely a different vibe coming from T Grizzly. Now, as far as Lil TJ, it's kind of the same from what we heard from his last effort, but it still was very effective in my opinion as he came on the track and he added something that was a different dynamic than what T Grizzly was adding, which when you have a feature, you don't want them to just go off the same flow you're using. Sometimes you want them to bring something unique because what's a feature without having to bring new flavor to it? You know what I mean? Like still in the same, it's sometimes using the same flow works, but the biggest example I could use is when Little Baby and Lil Dirk was on every chance that I get. They both came with their own uh, flavor but at the same time it was kind of it wasn't too much of a, of a different flow you know what I mean like with Lil Baby's verse it, it was great but with Lil Dirk it was great also but it was kind of like the same flow but they both had different I think they had both they both had different mixes in their vocals like they, they had different effects in their vocals so it was kind of uh it kind of threw it off for me at, at one point but then once I realized that they went for that style to give Lil Durk the I'm um, rapping in another booth type effect, <laughs> then uh, it worked. So with the T Grizzly, Lil TJ collab, uh, unexpected, but definitely one of one of my favorite tracks off, off of the album. Then we get, get into track number nine. Now you heard this one at the beginning of the segment. I played a snippet from Evictions. I thought this was one of the best, well not best tracks. This was one of the standouts in my opinion. So you already know how I feel about that. Track number 10, Left Wrist, Icy. I think, I don't really want to get into like, this is purely a music opinion for me, not like in the street or, but I think Baby Grizzly is probably one of the worst rappers alive, honestly. So yeah. Uh, track number, like that's all I have to say. I don't want to, I don't want to get into like anything else, but like the, the verse that he gave off this album and the last track of the album is just very, very elementary. So, um, for, uh, track number 13, less, less talking, more action. That track was very, very good. And at first, it didn't have featuring G. Well, no. I just skipped like two tracks, I think. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I, I, I skipped like three tracks. But. So, track number 11. So, we moved on from track number 10 with Baby Grizzly delivering that whatever he called a verse. And then we got to track number 11 called High Speed. That track was okay. I thought that was average, not bad, but also didn't blow me away. Track number 12 is what I wanted to get into. Never Been, Never Fold by T Grizzly and G Herbo. Now, when I said that I was fighting with the uh, naming in my feelings the best track on this album is because of this track right here. Never Been, Never Fold. The dynamic and chemistry between G Herbo and T Grizzly is honestly off the charts. I did not expect this at all. Like I said at the beginning of the segment, G Herbo usually raps off beat. I don't know if because Blueface took his style and made it trash that he decided to rap on beat again. But Herbo delivered one of the best verses. And he probably, I would say Herbo had the best guest verse on this album. Because the way that they went back and forth, it was literally unlike any other track on this album. Like no other artist he went back and forth with, which is not surprising for artists like T Grizzly and G Herbo because they kind of, I don't know if they come from the same background. Obviously, we don't know these artists personally, but from what they present, they seem like they come from that same type of uh, upbringing. So now this is the snippet I wanted to, uh, this is the last snippet that I have, for, I have for the album. And as you would tell, once I press play, the chemistry is undeniable and, and it's just one of those type of tracks that you just you just sit back and listen to like wow like these guys are going crazy <laughs> so yeah we're gonna play never been never fold featuring g herbo right now yeah Talk to 
tell the never been never fold track is very um special <laughs> like the, the dynamic between t grizzly and g herbo like i wouldn't be surprised if they came out with a joint ep or a joint mixtape because the way that they was rapping on never been never fold and going back and forth it just seemed like they was they definitely fed off each other's energy in the booth so yeah i would like to see more of that and hear more of that then we move on to track number 13 less talking more action that chorus um it's a lot of less talking more action as he says it over and over and over in the chorus but the beat kind of allows you to forgive that as the way he delivers it over the 808s just makes it that much more enjoyable so i really like that track uh track number 14 white dior yeah this is when so this is the part of the album where i said that it could have been a lot shorter i think he should have cut like most of these tracks off of the end of this album including this one like i don't even want to talk about that one track number 15 what we are on featuring big sean um big sean is one of my favorite rappers and i still didn't like this track so that should tell you all you need to know <laughs> track number 16 quit trapping um yeah that's that, that i think that chorus was very like that was the one i think that was the worst it may have been the worst chorus on the album i don't know uh track number 17 change it didn't do anything for, uh, for me i thought it was okay it was solid but uh, it was solid but almost below average honestly uh track number 18 late night calls i feel like this was the actual outro of the album and i thought it was a solid outro honestly like i know uh, most of these last tracks i didn't like it all but late night calls i think was uh okay outro and then track number 19 i mean um Baby Grizzly is, is um, I think he's locked up. That's what T Grizzly kept saying throughout the album. So it's not like I'm going at him as a person, as like music wise, as, as an artist. Um, it's, it's, it's very below, below average. So Baby Grizzly, not T Grizzly. So yeah, that's how I feel about the album. Built for whatever, T, T Grizzly, as you can tell, um, as far as music goes, these artists aren't like I don't expect too much from T Grizzly to give me like a very introspective album because I'm not really living the same life as T Grizzly. Maybe if somebody else who lived that lifestyle or comes from that upbringing probably or is able to relate to him more than the person or, or yeah, definitely people who uh well, let's just say law-abiding citizens could would have a hard time trying to relate to some of the things that T Grizzly is saying. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the T Grizzly album, Built for Whatever? And what do you think of the, of a T Grizzly and G Herbo mixtape? Do you think that's needed, or do you think that one song should just be it and they should just leave it alone? Uh, leave it alone. So yeah, now we're gonna switch it up and get into Epic versus Apple. Okay, now as far as Apple, one of the biggest companies ever, as far as Epic, one of the up and coming, one of the most, one of the fastest up and coming companies, I think that's the way to go. Yeah, so Apple, one of the biggest companies ever, Epic, one of the fastest up-and-coming companies ever, is taking matters into their own hands and just having a civil war 
for the public consumption. Now, as far as who started it, some people say it was Apple when they pulled what they pulled with Epic. Some people say it was Epic when they filed a lawsuit. As far as what I think, I think that this doesn't do anything for the consumers at all. And it's just it's just a bunch of people with high power going at each other because at the end of the day, this is a legal battle and it's not really for the consumer to win. It's really for a it's really for the developers to gain most of the benefits from winning this battle. So what I'm talking about right now, I'm going to sum it up for the people who have no idea what's going on. As for Epic, their plan for for this legal bat, uh, battle is so they rid Apple's commission because it's too high on in-app purchases. Purchases. And ultimately, Epic wants to entice developers to create games and experiences within Fortnite and charge a commission of its own, cutting out the middleman, which would be Apple. So then we go to Apple's side. Apple plan throughout this legal battle is to maintain the way it operates one of its most valuable assets which is the apple store like the itunes store i lost the epic they say okay so if, if apple loses and epic wins then that means a huge change for all developers that develop apps on apple's database as far as the whole summary of the landscape for consumer consumers it could be a good thing because they could lower the prices and not have to they could lower their in-app purchases prices because of not having to pay that commission to apple or on the other hand if they're very in high demand they could raise it and because of apple if they lose the battle they will have no control over what they do with what other developers do for in-app purchases they can either raise or lower the prices and I would just let you de decide on which way those developers would probably go. Now, it's not me advocating for Apple. It's not me advocating for Epic. But at the same time, the user experience for Apple is pretty straightforward. One of the best user interfaces in the world, in the nation, because with Apple products, they try to make it easy, especially going through different Apple pro products like phones, laptops, things like that. But Epic is more of a gaming company. So with Fortnite, that was the big hit that let them go into these other ventures. Now with them having their own website, trying to battle with Steam, selling their own games on the Epic Store. Now they're going through through Apple because the way that they sell the app stores, well, like the Epic Store on Apple, they still have to pay a not a huge commission they have to pay the the amount that everybody else has to pay as far as the apple commission fee but epic doesn't want to pay that anymore because they're like it, it messes up the user experience because now you're taking a 30 percent cut when you're not really offering anything but as a result some of these uh some of these restrictions in place hurts the consumer as some of the examples I was given as far as like the Apple Epic because I didn't understand this at all. Like the whole Apple versus Epic, I think is more of a millionaire billionaire talk than, than actual. I, I don't think this will affect them as much it will affect the consumers. So I'm just waiting to see what they come up with because at the end of the day, they're the one they're the ones battling it out. It's kind of like in, in Invincible when uh, I don't know I don't know can I say spoilers in Invincible yet? I'm not going to because I know people like that show. But let's just say let's move it to DC. Let's say if Dark Side and Superman was in like fighting in the sky and you was just on the ground, it, it would just be like watching and just wondering who's gonna win. But at the same time, you can't really do anything to affect it. 
that's kind of what this Apple versus Epic thing is, is, is coming out to be. Just two Titans just going at it legally. But some of the examples or, or specific things I was given to why the, the Apple store is detrimental to some of the users, consumers experiences because as far as subscription services, specifically Netflix, they <clears throat> they can't neither of well okay so Netflix and Spotify neither the apps allow in-app signups because the companies are in are not invested in giving Apple a 30% cut but because of that not only can you not subscribe to the service Netflix can't even tell that you have to visit its website in order to sign up so that makes the experience for users even more difficult because they have to go to a whole different website just to sign up. And this was created entirely because Apple placed a higher value on its subscription revenue than on what it than on what was best for users. So you can kind of tell which side that Netflix and, and Spotify stand on as epic is the one taking the to fall to actually go battle uh apple because who what other company would be able to battle apple instead of a company like epic so on the other hand for people in epic for people advocating for apple they were saying that epic is trying to figure out how to increase their bottom line because they're a business and they are in they are concerned with increasing its revenue and profit which is nothing wrong with that but at the same time they're trying to make it the whole like i don't know if you saw the trailer when epic was going to apple I, I, if you look up i literally don't know the the title for it so i would just look up epic apple disc trailer like literally just type that in and it should pop up but epic is making this lawsuit and it, like it's going on like it, it was going on all last week is going to go on this week and then they're going to come to a verdict but the thing that with this fight is epic is really fighting over the fact that apple takes 30 percent of the money it collects in exchange for fake money known as v bucks that users can exchange for virtual goods so say i go into the Fortnite app and I buy V-Bucks. That in turn goes to goes to Epic. Then Epic has to pay Apple a 30% cut of the purchase I made of V-Bucks just because of it solely because of it being on an Apple product. Now some may say that's that's all fair that's all fair in game because like who who created that database and at the like who created the foundation for apps in the first place? It was kind of Apple. So at the same time it's in turn i could i could understand both sides but for epic they're trying to make it seem like they're for the consumers when in in all actuality there's nothing wrong with it but they're just looking out for the bottom line so people are not really choosing sides because it's kind of unclear which way they should go because at the end of the day we're still going to be paying for in-app uh we're still going to be um having transactions in apps so it's not changing the consumer's way of gaming but as far as the price point that's the biggest that's the biggest variable in this whole lawsuit now realistically epic's not going to win this legal battle apple's one of the biggest conglomerates ever made like literally so this lawsuit uh, like the fact that Epic even tried it is, is very telling on how much they underestimate Apple. <laughs> but at the same time, it's only right for somebody that big to try to at least attempt to do away with the commission fee. So at least you can say you did it, but at the same time, like, don't ever expect an a Epic promotion to be published on an Apple product. Like, well, not Apple product, but Apple platform. Like, don't expect to go on iTunes and be like, hey, buy the new Fortnite skin. Like, don't ever expect to see that ever again in life. <laughs> like, Apple and Epic have forever beef. 
that's gonna live on for the end of time because they went at the one thing that makes Apple the most money and they try to take them to court to do away with it so at, at the end of the day Epic really came for Apple and there's no chance that Epic's going to win because at the end of, like Apple just has too much power and at least they tried it but I, I don't know what the ramifications of that's going to be because if you try Apple, you know how they say if you come at the king, you better not miss. I feel like they came at Apple and they missed by a long shot. So, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's not going to be looking too good for, for any type of promotion as far as Epic on Apple platform. So, yeah, that's all. Okay, so hopefully I did a good job on, on breaking down the Apple versus Epic. I know it was very, well, when I was researching it it was very confusing i'm like why are these guys even beefing like aren't they don't they both like gain something from one another like i don't even understand and then i saw the commission fee i was like well 30 percent is not really it's not that big i mean but then again epic's probably like what we're, we're too big for you apple like we don't need you type stuff so i don't know maybe an epic phone is coming soon called like like an epic <laughs> epic uh epic device or something like that or epic cellular or epic cell something like that that'd be funny if they came out with their own phone but anyways i don't think they'll do that i think they'll just try it once apple's i think apple's gonna win and then we'll never hear about this again but i wanted to bring this up because if epic does actually pull a 3-1 uh lee or uh, if apple does blow a 3-1 lee like steph curry in the finals then Epic will be changing a lot of restrictions going into the future, but I don't think that's going to happen at all. So, yeah, just wanted to break that down for the people out there who who games a lot and not even the gamers, but just business in general. Like this is a huge deal. And, and this is why it's been covered throughout the week, because there's a lot of legalities that has to go. They have to uh, sort through. And I mean, Epic, I think Epic even brought. It was it was either Apple or Epic, but they brought the PS5 and the Xbox uh, Series X. Like, what is that gonna do for your argument? Like, what what does Sony and Microsoft have to like? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's it's a very petty beef, honestly. So yeah, click my uh, click my link tree in my box. See, I I I, I didn't forget my whole plug. Click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. Which side are you on, Epic versus? Epic or Apple, and which side do you think is going to win? Because those are two definite, those are like two different questions, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> so, yeah, now we're going to get into, now we're going to get into uh, the one and only J. Cole and his single that he put out before his album that he's dropping sometime soon in the interlude. We're going to be getting into Jermaine Cole, otherwise known as J. Cole. Now, as far as the internet, they say that the real is back, the bill is back, as J. Cole has released his official single for his album, album that's going to be called The Off Season. But this, the single that you just heard a snippet of is called The Interlude. So the interlude is out on all DSPs. J. Cole tweeted out himself. You know, the, the person that he doesn't really tweet, he doesn't really tweet that often. So when he does, it's like a huge is commotion the right word? I don't know. Basically, a lot of people notice whenever J. Cole tweets because he doesn't tweet ever. That's like a sort of appeal for the J. Cole fan base, for the artists that never tweet. So J. Cole said. 
told myself I would drop the album all at once. Sometimes you gotta say, forget it though. New song tonight, 12 o'clock, called The Interlude from the off season. Now, from my understanding, when he first started to talk about his project, it was called The Fall Off, if I'm not mistaken. Was the album album supposed to be called The Fall Off and he just changed it? Or is he just trying to project what is gonna happen to his career after he drops his project? Now, as far as that theory, what I think with the off season and the fall off, I don't see J. Cole falling off at all. But as far as his numbers, a lot of rappers have been flopping. It's been a pandemic of, of sales. <laughs> like sales wise, it's been a pandemic. Like DJ Khaled literally had baby 30 times on his album, Drake 50 times on his album, had a Jay-Z collab, Jay-Z and Nas collab, a little baby. Roddy Rich collab for the first time ever and still only sold 100,000. So with J. Cole actually putting out an album after seeing that, that will be interesting to see where the sales would be. Now I'm projecting at least over 200,000. If he gets over 300,000, I would be surprised. So for the actual album, the, well, not to fall off anymore. The off season. Is he trying to, to? Is he trying to project that he's not at the same height as he once was? And does he think that he will never get to that point? Because I know with Jay Z, when he dropped a lot of projects, his albums went from gradually increasing to gradually decreasing. Which his last full project, four 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 was the lowest stream he's ever produced. Well, he's he's ever like had from a, from a official album studio release. And so like 44 or 50,000. Granted, it was only on title, but whose fault was that? Who owns title? Like that's the per, that's the perception that's always going to be out there as, as sales-wise. As far as J. Cole, he's putting out this album on all DSPs. So he's obviously not gonna sell Jay-Z numbers. Like he's not at that point yet. But as far as the whole selling out, like the, the selling like platinum by himself, I don't see I don't see that happening at all. Like I, I don't see him well not platinum, my bad, diamond. Cause I, I know he his album is his whole album last last full length j cole only album to go platinum was like the the one with the street address i forget the name but the actual off season is coming soon and the track list has not been revealed yet people are wondering if he's going to have features i'm almost 100 percent certain he's going to have features if he doesn't have a drake i mean i know i think i talk about drake a lot on this podcast but I mean, he's like the famous, he's the most famous rapper ever to ever like live. Like Tupac, Biggie, like literally they, they didn't put up near the, the amount of streams that Drake did or sales. So yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to avoid Drake's name, but Drake and J. Cole was hanging out a lot last year. And J. Cole did say that Drake was giving him some advice. Hopefully some of that advice was, hey man, get me on your album. But if not, I guess it's cool. As far as the actual track interlude though, because that's what everybody has been going crazy over. Um, from, from a factual standpoint, he rapped for, I think it like, I think he rapped for less than one minute. Like I think it was like 50, 40 seconds, 40 to 50 seconds of, of actual rapping, which the track is called the interlude. And, but on the other hand, he did drop it as a single. So it's the only content that we have from the off season to dissect and just go into it as like, it's, it's the only thing we have right now before the actual project drops. So as far as my personal opinion, I know I, I don't think I've been dancing around it too much, but 
the interlude i don't think it's nothing special honestly i think it's something solid from j cole he didn't really say anything that that captured me captured me i mean he name dropped nipsey i don't for, for rappers who name drop it just it, it's an easy cop out for a good verse not like it's an easy cop out to trying to make your verse more substance like name dropping is the easiest thing to do when you don't really have substance in the way you create your verses prime example when the whole big sean kendrick verse on control went out i would point out that i think big sean had the better verse but because of kendrick name dropping every rapper and the mom the mother <laughs> then they went to say that kendrick had the best verse ever oh my gosh it's like the greatest thing since sliced bread which kendrick is one of the greatest rappers alive like i i, I think he's proven that but as far as Kendrick, my whole thing with, I mean, well, as far as Cole, Jermaine, my whole thing with Jermaine is just like, he's always been upheld to the top three as far as rappers. But has he actually earned it as far as sales-wise and actual, actually being present with his craft? Like, Drake is present almost every year. Kendrick is, I don't know what Kendrick's at, but he gave us to Pimp a, to Pimp a Butterfly, um, Good Kid, Mad City, Section 8. Like, he's giving us classics, so if he retired, it, it's really okay. The only thing that's the, the only classic I think J. Cole has given us is the one where he's sitting on the house, and I still forgot the name of the album. So, as far as top three, I don't think J. Cole's top three. I definitely don't th think he's trash. But the, the main perception of J. Cole is very interesting as he's regarded as top three. But I don't think he's put up near the amount of quality work that Drake and Kendrick has produced to be in that realm at all. Like, I don't like he's not even close to them, in my opinion. Like, I think at this point, because I, I, I don't know, I like Drake and Kendrick are on a whole nother level and J. Cole is just there. For some reason so i don't know it's very interesting um i'm gonna play the snippet from the interlude as far as the the 40 second of bars he does give us it's a pretty he has a pretty nice delivery um it's pretty similar to what he he's used to giving to his fans nothing too crazy but it's also not trash at all as i'm gonna play it right now it's basically a little um it's a little after the snippet i played at the beginning of the segment so we're gonna play that and then we're gonna we're gonna so this is j cole's interlude yeah i be coming in peace but me best beware the others is deep on the cover street the southern heat make unbearable summer just last week seen your mama weep crying cause she don't wanna bury your brother the blood leaks while the emts gotta carry her baby like surrogate mothers whoa Thank God we survived around with a terrorist hover though traumatized wouldn't trade it for nothing through hard times It was there I discovered a hustle and making the best out of struggle I kept grinding to the step but level respect mine Gotta stay out of trouble cause tech nines like the air rebuttals Cold world knowing what it is just in case they don't I show them what it is In summer I do real numbers couldn't dare touch it if they sold a double disc Black cot burning up the street shots popping and we heard it up the street It's a war running up the score Jesus said that you should turn the other cheek Once it's getting murdered every week Dead bodies smell the odor in the street My homie, homie got out on parolees On my Coca-Cola than the soda industry Summertime, bring the coldest winter breeze Hella blues like the roller 60s Christ went to heaven, age 33 And so did Pimpsy and so did Nipsey It's your word dreams from the notorious Mass Effect Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible As DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city they do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. 
Order now at www.doordash.com. It's your word dreams from the notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com. He said he's doing more numbers than a than a person selling a double disc. That's pretty interesting. Now, as far as the surrogate mother bar, the double disc bar, and the Tech Nine likes the AR rebuttals. As far as that bar, what is like? I don't know what he's talking about in this verse. Like he, he's talking about a lot of a lot of death, but. At the same time, he's he's not really like like is he just not gonna talk about his life in the interlude? Like is that I don't know if it was an interlude for the the fans like what they're going through, but usually when you get a single, you try to get some type of introspective in, into their life, which I know he has down his album. Like if he that's what he's known for. So if he doesn't even give us that, then that would be that would be tragic. But as far as the interlude, the subject matter was. A lot to do with surrounding death, which which makes a lot of sense because of the midst of the pandemic, a lot of notable rappers dying. Um, so it made sense to me, but at the same point, at the same time, it wasn't too much about his life. So he he, he kind of just gave fans like something to to if I had to compare it to like food, it would be like a snack. Like he gave us like a snack, and and so it wasn't. It's just like that was it. Like and so the full course meal of course is coming this weekend as he's gonna drop the offseason project in full length but as far as the interlude i don't think there's anything special uh he rapped for like 40 seconds but of course his fans are gonna say like it's the greatest thing since like landing on the moon <laughs> so yeah um that's all i have to say about j cole uh click my link to in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of the interlude and do you think the fall off will sell over three i don't even know if y'all, i don't want to just assume y'all don't know about the sales like and, and how that works but let me just say i really don't know what to ask j cole fans because like they like baby <laughs> let them tell it j cole the greatest rapper ever like alive like well not even alive or dead so yeah j, j cole fans are funny so yeah, just let me let me know what do you think of the interlude. <laughs> so yeah. Getting into the overview of the pod, we started off with T Grizzly and Playbook. No, we started off with Trippy Red and Playbook Cardi, Mr. Rage. I talked about how Playbook Cardi gets carried by the beat. And then talked about how Trippy Red is still here after his freshman class that a lot of the artists that he was surrounded with has fallen off. So obviously he's doing something right. And Mr. and Mr. Rage as a track is very solid in my opinion. Then we got to T Grizzly built for whatever. I think the album was very good. Um, some of the standouts on it was the track with him and Herbo, and the track with him and Dolph and Quavo, and also the track with TJ, Lil TJ. But there's a lot of solo offerings that he gives on this album that's just tremendous amount of uh passion in, in his in his verses then we get into epic versus apple the two goliaths going at it which is only going to be detrimental to the consumers in my opinion and i don't think that's good for anybody who who's trying to uh still make in-app purchases then we finish with jermaine cole's interlude and i talked about how 
it was solid but nothing special but of course his fan base is gonna say it's the greatest thing since landing on the moon so yeah that's about it for this episode thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you want i get my intro right hold up gotta get my outro right and don't be afraid to send me a voice message a voice message <laughs> letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities if you want to financially support the show click my cash app link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses Thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Notorious Mass Effect.